Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1191, air date March 11th, 2023. First of all, I want to thank everyone, our core team, um, our leadership uh, core team, uh, Suresh, John, and Crystal, and then all the different leaders who are also on this uh, call today, uh, or leaders in training, uh, Bob Smith, Ed Corelli, as I see, I see uh, Kevin Smith, um, Larry Seitz, um, Glenn Halls, but we have a whole array of veterans who are in very, uh, Emily Cross, et cetera. Um, and then I want to thank, there's a number of people who have uh, decided to be in the Warrior Scholar Training Program. We have a number of those people. But most importantly, I want to invite a lot of the guests uh, who've come, um, the Warrior Scholars who've come from all different backgrounds. And um, shortly, we're going to be um, asking each one of you to introduce yourselves. It's an opportunity for us um, to really uh, welcome you. But most importantly, we get to hear um, a, a lot of great stories of where people come from, how they came to uh, find us. So that's really exciting. So we'll be, that's the agenda we'll be doing. Um, but before we start that, I want to basically give, um, typically I give a discussion uh, about a topic that's going on, which I think is very relevant um, uh, to what's going on in the world. Uh, this um, morning, I gave a talk on um, why it's important that we educate leaders, grow people's consciousness, and why that's central to the movement. All right, before we go on, I want to invite each of you to come to our next open house for Truth, Freedom, Health. I personally host the open house every Thursday at 11 a.m. EST and then again at 8 p.m. EST. You'll learn about Truth, Freedom, Health, which is a movement, a platform, as well as a community and much more. And we are dedicated to raising your consciousness through education, theory, and action practice. You'll learn how to think beyond left and right, pro and anti, so you may start to see things as they truly are and become a force for real and lasting change in your community. Again, to join us, simply RSVP at vashiva.com slash orientation. You'll meet lots of great people from across the world. Again, it's every Thursday at 11 a.m. EST and again at 8 p.m. EST. Simply RSVP at vashiva.com slash orientation. Be the light. Now let's go back to our program. I'll touch a little bit about that, but I want to repeat that, but uh, I encourage everyone to see that. it's a. It really will give you an overview of why we need to grow a movement and and why the importance of leadership is needed and why we have a world now that we don't really groom leaders. Um, Charles Schwab, the WEF, and those people actually do groom leaders. And their leaders are groomed to um, essentially uh, put forward a world where 0.00001% um, uh, continue to control the vast majority of people. And in fact, if you listen to those people talk, they're very, very... Um, open. They actually believe the 0.00001% should rule the world, okay? And they've created in many ways a um, framework that um, justifies what they're doing because they make sure the other 99.9% of the people are um, in dismay, don't know what's going on. They're dealing with the day-to-day -day events of life. They create all these different foibles, weaknesses in their existence, right? Um, health issues, uh, ability to see things as they are. So when you try to organize a movement, um, bottoms up, we have a much bigger challenge. It would be far easier for me to just say, screw this. You know, I've gotten all these degrees. I, I know all these people. Um, let me just go work with the elites. And that's what the elites do do because they have all this advantage. 
you know, they get the best people. Uh, they get people who are, um, you know, quote unquote together, right? So if we want to build a bottoms up movement, we're in a very, very different situation. We literally are going bottoms up. We have to get our hands dirty. We have to build infrastructure. We have to create our own understanding. We have to create our own language. We have to create our own knowledge. We have to create our own platforms. And that's what our movement has done. It's truly a noble service that we do. And we do this because on my part, I, I, you, you can talk to others, I'm compelled to do it. Um, I did not want to support a system of power, profit, and control, which was about exploiting people. It would be much, much easier for me to live a life doing that, frankly, okay? But I'm compelled to do this. It comes from very, very deep conviction. The other part is you have a set of people who have gone through experiences, some of them that are on the uh, call here, that they have sort of battle scars. They had experiences. You'll see people were in the Bernie Sanders campaign. They realized he was full of shit. Then people who followed Robert Kennedy realizing, well, this guy's completely horseshit because he endorsed Hillary Clinton three times. And then he says, I'm for vaccines. And then he says he's against vaccines. Then he says, everyone who's got to come to his home has got to be vaccinated. Then he writes books, stealing our stuff that he's against Fauci. So on. So you have all these people, have major contradiction. Then people were former Trumpers and people who followed one wing of the establishment, other wing. So those people that get awakened through those experiences are very interesting because they recognize it's not about any one issue, that you actually have to build a movement and they are cognizant of that and, and want to learn how to do that. And then the third set of people we have is people who are single issue driven. They said, oh my God, Dr. Shiva's running against that idiot, Elizabeth Warren, that fake Indian, real Indian. I really like that slogan. Let me get on his campaign. Ooh, I like the fact that uh, Dr. Shiva did a lot of science exposing um, the masks, right? Or, oh my God, he did all this great work uh, on the election systems, right? So there's a broad set of people who were never politicized who come to our movement um, and are engaged because they see the intelligence in our movement, the dedication, and they come because um, they're driven by a single issue. And after that issue is resolved, unfortunately, they go back to their lives, okay? But you fundamentally have these three sets of people, people come through conviction, sort of the nature versus uh, nurture. They're driven by something very deep. This next set of people have had, uh, you know, on the nature versus um, nurture something in the environment that's occurred to them and they get awakened to want to lead. So number, so uh, what we have created is a program for all three states of people. We have created an environment where we compel people into action, activism um, for various issues. We also have a leadership program. And then we have a core set of people who are very, very dedicated. They work essentially 24-7. You know, they all, all have full-time jobs, okay? We're not some uh, NGO funded from above. Uh, um, so that is what this movement is. And as a part of that, you know, this morning, um, the video that um, we have, which is called um, Why the World Needs Leaders, and this is how, which is another video. When this video comes out, we'll have a link to that. You should go read. It's sort of a two-part series. But tonight, what I want to talk to you about is the fact that those in power want to take working people all throughout the world and make them be an audience member. They want you to be entertained. Period. They do not want you to um, get off your butts. They don't want you to go talk to your neighbors. They don't want you to have conversations. They don't want you to think. 
They want you to be like in that movie Gladiator sitting in the masses and getting all excited that, you know, this one is fighting this one or this one's fighting this one. And meanwhile, all those people fighting each other are making millions and millions or billions of dollars. And meanwhile, you are giving them millions of dollars. And at every transaction that you give them money, you're getting further enslaved. And 2024 is going to be the epitome, in my view, of the illusion that's taking place. And what I'm going to share with you to make this so concrete is that this illusion is being controlled by very few people who actually understand this entertainment dynamic. And for far too long, these folks recognize out of the entire world, they have step-by-step-by-step subjugated large continents of people. The people of India, the people of China, the people of the United Kingdom, the people of Australia, the people of Europe do not have something called the First Amendment. They don't. Canada doesn't have it. The only country on the planet which has something called the First Amendment, which is the right to speak against your government, political speech, the highest form of protection, is the United States. Unfortunately, over the last 70 years, most Americans have forgotten this And there's been a devastating, recurrent, mindless effort to entertain people to such a regard that they won't do anything and think that entertainment is more important than doing something with their lives. And to make this very, very... um, Now, the the, the knowledge that I was exposed to was not only working with the elites in academia, working with the elites in many, many government, um, but also, you know, I had an opportunity to actually live and I was in a relationship with someone in Hollywood for nearly, you know, three, four years. So I know this world of entertainment. I had an opportunity to stay there and become part of that or stay in the MIT academia. But I was so, because of this conviction that I have, wherever that comes from, I was disgusted by all of it. And I get engaged to do what I think is right in this lifetime, which is to build a bottoms-up movement to liberate ourselves. So let me just, to to make this point um, dramatically clear, so you really understand it, let me, um, John, just make sure I can, you can see the screen here, John. Um, You should see the slide. You guys see the slide? Uh, The WWE logo? Yes. So everyone knows what I've always referred to politics as WWE, Worldwide Wrestling Entertainment. If you see right now, in fact, you will know that um, I think in the last 48 hours, Trump has essentially made about 15, 20 million dollars. Okay, being the victim of supposedly being by him versus this D.A. Bragg. But we'll get to that. But this is what WWE looks like for those of you who are not in the United States, it's really a worldwide wrestling entertainment. You have people getting a little ring and they fight each other. And by the way, it's all fake. When I was a kid growing up and I was 10, I used to think it was real. And by the time I was 11, I realized it was all stupid. Okay. But this is meant for a very, very childish audience. But you have these people fighting, you have big events, people pay, you know, hundreds, thousands of dollars to attend these events. Right. But this is WWE entertainment. They make one person the villain, the other person the good guy, and sometimes a good guy suddenly is about to be destroyed. And then, you know, but it's all, you know, this kind of stuff. Okay. The other thing you need to know so that's for the lowest common denominator of people in some ways. 
Okay. There's another thing called UFC, which is they have boxers, a little more legitimate. Okay. But if you really study sports, you realize all of it's rigged. Okay. And you have this kind of fighting, right? Or this kind of bloody fighting. And you'll have this character, Joe Rogan, which came from that world. Okay. And he now, I mean, he used to do all sorts of wacky stuff, eating maggots and all this kind of stuff. And suddenly he's become the biggest podcaster. Okay. But this is a world that he comes from. Okay. This is his credentials. All right. Um, and then you have Hollywood, you know, and if you look over the last five years, Hollywood has all become about this fighting, right? They, they've created these heroes, Marvel Studios, right? You've seen this Iron Man on the Hulk and, and, you know, it's become a multi-billion dollar industry. Disney just bought all of them. And if you study this carefully, you'll find out there is an organization called Endeavor. Okay. Um, let me explain this a little bit to those of you who, you know, uh, many years ago, you know, I had to get a Hollywood agent and she got me a big book deal with Harper Collins for doing a major book called A Connection. But you don't get major book deals, major movie deals, unless you have a Hollywood agent. All right. And then you have to be handled by them. All right, because they have a network of connections. You become essentially a bitch to your agent. No one tells you about this. Otherwise, you don't get anywhere. Um, so Endeavor was formerly known as a William Morris agency, WME. Go read about them. There's two major agencies in Hollywood, WME and CAA. In the book world, it's called Trident. Trident was my agent at one time. Okay. So WME became Endeavor run by a guy called Ari Emanuel. Emanuel, does that name ring a bell anywhere? Rahm Emanuel's brother, who was Obama's chief of staff, who then became the mayor of Chicago. Got it? All right. And if you go to Hollywood and you go to one restaurant called Nobu, everyone knows Ari and all the actors are ultimately beholden to Ari Emanuel in some form of for, of the other. Okay. William Morris Agency changed their name to become Endeavor. Okay. And uh, so Endeavor, let me go back to the slide. Just want to check in, John. You can see it, right? John? Yep. Okay. Endeavor is run by, there's a picture of Ari Emanuel. And Ari Emanuel, I just saw this two days ago and no one even reported on this. Okay. I mean, it was a quick report. It says Endeavor's $7.5 billion pound acquisition of WWE will be huge, huge for live sports and entertainment. But who are Endeavor and what does the merger mean for this newly formed company? So Endeavor actually owned UFC and they own all the pretty much most of the top Hollywood actors. But so Endeavor is Hollywood. Well, Endeavor just bought WWE and they own UFC. So they have essentially owned the platform of entertainment. They control all these people. Let me repeat this. When I say control these people, they actually control these people. You want to have a job in Hollywood. Your agent is the one who negotiates those contracts. They typically take 15 to 30% of your income. Okay. And, but you do what they say, or you will not get your next movie gig. Is that clear? So when you see all of these actors, they're all, they have a big golden handcuff or a golden chain around their neck to ultimately the Endeavor or CAA. Just let that sink in, okay? 
These people are high paid slaves, the actors. So you look at most of those actors, Joe Rogan is just a bitch to Ari Emanuel. Okay. Ari Emanuel is really the brain trust. He's thinking, okay, the broad, the big picture, big strategy. All right. Well, if you then go into really looking at Hollywood, so you have WWE, all these stupid wrestlers are now going to be controlled by Endeavor. Hollywood's already controlling UFC. Now, if you look at this, this is what I found interesting. And I just saw this today getting ready for this. Ari Emanuel is briefly considered for the Trump White House. Okay. The other interesting thing is this is what, and I want you to read this because it says Trump also has history with Ari Emanuel's brother, Rahm Emanuel. Remember, Rahm Emanuel is on the other side. He's a pretty, pretty horrible human being if you study his background. Rahm Emanuel, one of the agent's older brothers, which is Ari Emanuel, was President Barack Obama's chief of staff and is a current mayor of Chicago. He's also, this is before, it's a couple of years ago. He's also a Democrat, according to the Washington Post. Trump gave $50,000 to Rahm Emanuel's mayoral campaign in 2010, in spite of their political differences. Now, why would he do that? Okay. And listen to what Trump says. He goes, I like Rahm. I mean, this guy is the theoretician for Barack Obama. I've always liked him as a person. And more importantly, Ari, his brother, is my agent. Okay. So Ari Emanuel was Trump's agent. So I did make a contribution. And frankly, I don't think they had any Republican running. He told Rush Limbaugh in 2011, I'm very loyal to people. That supersedes, frankly, party lines. But I'm very, very loyal to people. I'm also very loyal to people that I think are good for the country. Okay. So let that sink in. So you have Trump, whose agent was Rom. And remember, Trump wanted to go into Hollywood and he wanted to be an actor or producer at one time. Um, and that's why he did The Apprentice and he always was getting on little sitcoms and shows, etc. When you put this together, this is even more interesting. Ari Emanuel acquired a stake in Elon Musk's Twitter. All right. And then more interestingly, Elon was going to be put on the board of the Endeavor Group, also, in the, which was the UFC and Miss Universe contest. And you, if you saw a couple of months ago, there was a picture of Elon looking completely pale. He looked like a a, a, a buffalo. Okay, uh, you know, hadn't gotten any sun, and he's on Ari Emanuel's um, yacht. Okay, so what you really look at it. Endeavor really under Ari Emanuel not only understands wrestling, not only understands Hollywood, not only is UFC, but they also understand politics. Okay. Political theater, boxing theater, actual theater, and worldwide wrestling theater. I hope this sinks in this diagram. You're talking about a world controlled by a set of people who are intelligence operatives. That's what they are. And you can look at the Emmanuel family, they go to Mossad and Israel, etc. Just go study them a little bit. So the young people, everyday people who think they're fighting for Trump or fighting for Biden or whoever, they're being entertained. Political theater, boxing theater, and you see these interconnections. Joe Rogan is like Ari, Ari Emanuel's Joe Rogan's agent. Elon Musk hangs out with Ari Emanuel, wanted to put him on the board of Endeavor. Does this make any sense? People are being made an audience. 
once they're here, then they're here. And I remember being 10 years old, you'd see this wrestling match and suddenly the guy would get hit and you thought he was dead and then he'd rise up. Have you noticed Trump never really, nothing ever really happens to him? Have you noticed that? Isn't that fascinating? And all these idiots, oh my God, Trump, this happened to him, that happened to him. Did you see what that black guy's doing to him? It's, you know, it's awful, this woke person attacking our president. All these people are over there fighting for Trump, giving him their hard-earned money. It's entertainment, and it is well-oiled machine. You are being used and exploited. When I got back on Twitter, Musk thought I'd be his bitch. So grateful to be back on Twitter. The day I got back on, I did a sarcastic thing. I said, hey, why don't I become your CEO? He thought I was serious. It went viral. It got 20 million views. And then I started hammering him. Are you going to shut down the backdoor portal? Are you going to shut down the backdoor portal? Well, my viewership from a half a million impressions a day went to 300,000. And then it went to 50,000. Now it's at 10,000. And then I went on... Um, uh, Steve Bannon has his own self-interest, but he knows that I have a lot of good information. So he put me on a show again today and we exposed Elon Musk hard. And some of you may have heard that and may be here for that. But this is not about entertainment. This is about our lives. So please don't be entertained by me. Please use what I do to get inspired to become a leader and get educated. You cannot stay on the sidelines, particularly if you're an American. You have a huge historic duty. The Canadians, Glenn Halls will tell you, they're being just totally suffocated. But if you are an American on this call, you have a freaking huge responsibility to the rest of the world. And if you think Robert Kennedy, that scumbag, is your leader, uh-uh. If you think Donald Trump is your leader, uh-uh. They all hang out together, guys. They're all friends. They're like one half a degree of freedom away from each other. They all bang the same people. They really do. They're not your friends. So what do we what do we do? Well, the first thing we do is we start having dignity for ourselves and we recognize that you're being played. You are literally being played. And by not 20 people, but in this case, one individual. Our Emmanuel has so much power. Everyone wants to be a star. Elon Musk, go read his, oh, oh, I want to be on the front page of Rolling Stone. This guy's an idiot. I don't think you know how, how much of an idiot Elon Musk actually is. He's not some genius. PayPal, he almost destroyed it. Everything he was doing, nothing was working. Tesla is basically made on carbon credits. He didn't do anything. He wheedled his way to get his name on the founder's documents. It was done, created by two other people. And do you think this guy actually builds uh, rocket ships? No. Come on. It's a brand that's created, brought to you. I'm sure Ari and him have talked. I don't have all the data. These guys build brands. They build images. That's what they do. That is their lives. To take an idiot and make him look like a great person. To take a fool and overnight make him look intelligent. It is deep. They want you to think Elon Musk is some genius and he's fighting for free speech. No, it's the actual opposite. It's a direct opposite. They want you to make you think that Trump is thinking about all this caring for America. No freaking way. 
He's caring about cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. If you cared about people when you're in the freaking White House, you would have got rid of the, oh, well, he had to, you would have got rid of the swamp. You said, oh, well, he had to do that. He, this would have happened. Okay, well, be willing to give up your life. Get ready for it. Man up. That's not what he did. He went in there. Under his leadership was all the stuff took place. All the conservatives were waiting for him, you know, month over month, year over year. And then they had this QAnon entertainment. This is all entertainment. It is organized diversion to manipulate you and is done by a few people. So our movement is the only movement on the planet that you will hear this analysis from. That after doing all my other stuff, I'll take time to put these slides together to educate you. You're not going to get this anywhere else. So those of you who've come to our meeting over and over and over again, please get off your butts. And if you really want to do change, go through the leadership program. Stop being pecuniary and get off your butts and own this and become leaders. You have a duty. You can't just be sitting on the sidelines and doing these little critiques. No, you need to jump in. And if you don't, then be on the outside and just sort of dawdle along. Those of you who are new and who are excited, we're really happy to have you because we surely want fresh blood. Because the people in the world and this country are looking to you and you have an opportunity to be a force of reckoning and a force of incredible change because of this infrastructure we put together. It has never existed before in history. I keep giving the example of this iPhone. This iPhone did not just magically appear. It took physics, engineering, sweat, blood to make this appear. It's an innovation. Similarly, our movement and the infrastructure we've created has taken millennia to come to this point. Really has. And we're at a very, very critical point. The fact that our movement exists and the fact all this garbage is going on in the world is not coincidence. It is a meeting of history. And you have to take it very seriously. And again, I repeat again, if you are an American, you have more rights than others. So you can't be like dawdling along. And I know because I came from a country where there is no First Amendment. I came from a country where we were considered, you know, inferior. And people like Elon Musk, he comes from a world called South Africa, where in his genetics, yes, there's a two-tier system. And as we discovered recently, he has 35 people on Twitter. He actively pushes and promotes, unshadow bans them. And people like me, he shadow bans and puts in a digital cage. It's a two-tier system. It's modern apartheid. However, what these people bank on is they're banking on a mechanistic view of the world. They bank on, oh, we're going to collect all this data and we're so smart. We're going to have all this computing. We know exactly what Shiva's followers are. They're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to cage them. We're going to track them. That's what they're doing. But what they don't know is that the human will and the ability for human beings to interact and go offline, as long as we're online, we're going to be in digital cages. But when we go offline and we start talking to other human beings and we start building human interactions, 
with a common analysis and a common science, they cannot predict that. The artificial intelligence, the AI is only as smart as its training data. Okay? It cannot understand fluctuations, which create completely different systems. And we talk about that in system science. So there's a huge opportunity. That is where the will and your connection to spirit is the thing that they cannot model. <laughs> it's unpredictable. And that's what they do not bank on. Their hubris doesn't let them see that. But once you understand this, you'll realize why it's important to understand these principles and why you need to be a leader in the movement for truth, freedom, health, if you're serious. And that you've had a huge God-given opportunity to come to this point on April 6th, Thursday, 9.05 p.m., frankly. You know, two days from now, or I think Sunday, it's going to be Easter. If you look at the life of Christ, 99% of Christ's life was not attacking the obvious establishment, but the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the not-so-obvious establishment. People spoke about God and wore these great robes and talked about God, God, God. They were the people who stabbed him in the back. That's who he fought. And the fight has not changed. The Robert Kennedys, the Donald Trumps, the Bernie Sanders on the left, you know, the so-called Christian evangelists who talk Christ, these are our enemies because they don't walk the walk. They talk the talk and they make a shitload of money doing that. So what is our program? Our program is number one, the Movement for Truth, Freedom, and Health has an educational program, which has taken all these amazing concepts and congealed it, took 50 years, into a three-hour set of courses that anyone can understand this dynamics. And you, the knowledge you will learn will be that of a PhD at MIT, that of a traditional medicine healer, because it integrates that concepts, and that of a political theorist. Seriously, you're not going to learn it anywhere else. And you'll know it better than these guys. Seriously. I had Jason Valera, who's a welder, who was educating a economist guy at University of Chicago on the immune system, okay? That is the kind of graduates we get out of here. That's powerful knowledge. So we have this amazing knowledge base. Then we have this incredible community of people. So you can't say, well, I feel so alone. I'm the only one who gets it. No. There's a lot of other people get it. We have nearly 360,000 people globally in 95 countries who've touched our movement. And over 250 million people have seen our videos and they know it. And most importantly, we're independent of either party. And that's what scares them more. That's why they have to attempt to make us invisible. But the cat's out of the bag. So they're sort of screwed on that. The other thing is we have our own technology platform with you know, I've donated our data center to this movement. We run our computing on that. And then we have our own events. We're not waiting to be on some TV show. We have this twice a day on Thursdays. It's an orientation. We then have our communities who get on the ground and we get encourage them to do activities, hand out flyers, write social media stuff, you know, write articles. So we have we give people activities to do. We make people accountable. It's not just come here, me, and go on. No, you got to get be accountable. So we have ground activity. The other thing we do is we, on a regular basis, every two months, we do a special analysis of some major system or we teach something new. We taught people how to meditate. 
couple of weekends ago. Before that, we taught people uh, what is a real source of gun violence, and we should probably do that video, you know, probably do that series again. So we do ongoing, you know, events. But and then more recently, we recognize we have a lot of people on who've come in new, and we're creating, we have created our leadership program. And our goal is in every state in the United States, there will be several leaders in every uh, country. And that's our goal in 2023. Because these leaders who get it are going to be the catalysts for all those people who come from single point issues. They'll mobilize them and they'll keep inspiring them. But hopefully they'll go from single point issues to these systems issues. And our goal is to break people from this world of being entertained and becoming the agent of change. That is what we're doing. And the important thing is just like this iPhone exists today, which, or your Android, none of us can do without this. The movement for truth, freedom, and health is something that people will not be able to do without if they're serious about changing the world. That's what we've created. And so I welcome all of you to join. And those of you who join, participate, and be agents of change. And everything we do in this movement is built bottoms up. Thank you.